Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. We are in the book of Proverbs. We've been in there for the last three, four weeks. And today we are in week five and we are in chap- we're going to be finishing chapter three tonight. Did you know Proverbs has 31 chapters? So, I don't know when we're going to finish this. We're just going to walk through it. This is a great book, and I really think it's important that we take our time and walk through the truths. Wednesday nights is when we spend our time in more of a Bible study. And uh, so, if you're, <clears throat> if you're just now catching up to what's going on, that's, that's fine. You can uh, download our um, podcast off onecausechurch.com if you want to download the previous parts of Proverbs. And... Uh, get caught up. So there's so many wonderful things. Proverbs actually is a book of a few themes that are repeated over and over again. How many of you have read the book of Proverbs in here, read the entire book of Proverbs? You found out that wisdom might be the most often quoted word in the entire book of Proverbs. And uh, I mean, that's really its theme is wisdom. And the first few chapters are David talking to Solomon and then Solomon takes it from there and then begins to to build on what his father taught him. And we see that Solomon followed what David taught him, at least for the most part of his life, until, until he got in some trouble in the end. But the Bible says that there was a point in time when the Lord asked him what he wanted. Do you remember? And he offered it. I mean, it's like, you know, rubbing the genie's lamp. <laughs> Genie pops up, what do you want? And uh, so, so Solomon says, uh, wisdom. I want to I be able to guide lead this people and do the right thing. I want to lead them the right way. And the Lord told him, because you asked for this, you get everything else too. And the reason that Solomon, I believe, did that was because of what his dad taught him. And we see in these first few chapters, him pleading with his son, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom. Wrap it around your neck, right? Whatever you've got to do, hold on to it. All right? There's a secret to it. There's a power to it. Now, we're in, we are in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, and we, are, we finished up verse 12 last week. Remember when we got into 9, where it talked about um, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase, and so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses or your vats will burst out with new wine. And then he goes right into my son, for uh, despise not the chastening of the Lord. For whom, whoever the Lord loves, he corrects, even as the father of the son in whom he delights, Right? And uh, so we, we talked about giving and we talked about the, your, your life being involved in the kingdom of God with your, with your finances and with your life and how it bleeds over into your life in your needs and then in exceedingly abundantly above all, barns and vats, needs and excessiveness, hallelujah. Grain and wine. We all need grain. We all need wine. Some people think that that's not true, but... Well, we don't really need it, but we all, we all do have to have bread, right? Well, you, have to, you have to live off that. But he talks about the thing that you need and the thing that you enjoy. The pleasures of life are overflowing too. Amen. All right. So now we're going to jump into verse 13. It's, now, I, we do have these scriptures on the screen. I'm going to be mainly, um, I said this from the very beginning, reading out of the New King James and referencing the Message Bible from time to time. And I really love the way the message reads, especially throughout Psalms and Proverbs. It's just beautiful. So um, everybody all right? 
And if you've got some, uh, a way to take some notes, I encourage you to do that tonight as well. You're going to learn a few things. Uh, let me just say, Father, thank you for this time together under your word. We thank you for these next few moments, God, where we get to sit under the anointing, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that's upon me to do this, God. And I'm honored to stand here and in this pulpit and preach to this fine church, God. I thank you for these great people, Lord. And I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ to be upon your people in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Verse 13, happy or blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. This tells us that wisdom must be sought after. Jesus said, whoever seeks, finds. If you seek wisdom, you will find wisdom. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who finds. You know, some people are wise. How many of you know wise people in here? I know some wise people. Some folks are wise. Yeah, some are otherwise. And <laughs> the wise ones are the ones who have found it. Mrs. Crabtree had been telling her first grade class the story of uh, America and Christopher Columbus. And uh, she concluded with all this happened over 500 years ago. Little Johnny said, Wow, Mrs. Crabtree. You have a great memory. <laughs> well, I have a feeling Johnny found wisdom <laughs> somewhere down the road. And the man who gains, let's look at the second part of that. And the man who gains, understand, or that the literal means to draw out. He draws out understanding. Yeah, I'm really happy to be part of a church and pastor a church and to be involved with the people who draw on the Word of God, who draw on the anointing of the Spirit of God, draw on the things of the Spirit. When we gather together, I love you because you're hungry. Well, I love you anyway, but I, I love that you hunger for God. I love that you're hungry for His presence. I love that you're hungry for more of God in your life, to be expressed in your life and through your life. I love that about you. I'm happy to be involved in the church that does it. Now, you know, I've preached in other churches before, and there are times I stood up there and, and was so happy when that sermon was over. I don't know who was happier, me or the people that had to listen to me. Hmm? Right? Uh, years ago when I was playing rock and roll music around our town out there in San Angelo, most of the time we played in bars and stuff, but from time to time we'd play churches and youth groups and things like that. We got invited to play at St. Mary's Catholic Church. And, which is a Mexican church. They're on the east part in the barrio side of San Angelo. Now, if you knew anything about our band, that's really not the crowd we were ministering to. You know, we were rock and roll, and, you know, we were used to guys in T-shirts and jeans and leather jackets, you know, that played a lot of biker bars and things like that. So that, that was kind of the crowd that, you know, we were used to ministering to. So we get invited to St. Mary's Catholic Church. We have no idea what to expect here. All we know is that we're opening up for a rap band, all right? So, okay, cool. We're willing to take any opportunity and play wherever, you know, just look for opportunity for the Lord to, to do something. So we showed up, and every kid in this place, you know, they got their hat on backwards, they got the baggy clothes, you know, they got the whole urban lifestyle going on. And I'm thinking, man, do we stick out bad here, man. And so we, unfortunately, we had all of our girlfriends there with us. They're, they're, they're supporting us. It was 
before Heather. She was, she was so lame, Heather. I'm so glad I found you. I dumped her. <laughs> and anyway, and they were all, it was, it was really funny because all, all four of them were sitting on the front row in this church, like in this big four year, uh, 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 fellowship hall area on these folding chairs. And all these kids come in, you know, and, and they're all, you know, like I said, they're all just in their own style. And so we get up there, I mean, we start playing, and I mean, before we finished the first song, the entire room was empty except for our four girlfriends on the front row. <laughs> they just, whoa, out, gone. They were not drawing on us. And as soon as we finished, they all came rushing in, and then the rap group came up, you know, and they were all excited about that, and I thought, man, that was awesome. <laughs> so awesome, I never want to go through that again. But you know what? When you come into the house of God, set your mind to receive from him. Set your mind to draw on him. When you come into the house of God, set your heart in such a way that you open it up, that it's, it's tilled soil for the seed of the word to fall in and produce God's life in your life. And you know, you know the way to do that? You know the way to have your heart plowed? That's why we do, you know, that's why we have praise and worship before we do have the message because there's a scripture and I believe it's in Zephaniah or Zechariah it's one of the Z scriptures <laughs> Zephaniah or Zechariah and it says Judah will plow Judah means praise praise will plow something about when you come into the house of God and you lift up your hands and you sing to him and you, it focuses your life it focuses your it, I, I call it I, I say that praise laser beams your faith it really sets it on him. And at that moment, you forget about everything else and you, you put your life in the right perspective that God is God. He is great. And he's greater than anything in your life. He's the greatest thing in your life. Huh? And you come here and you worship him and you honor him and you bless him. That does something to your heart. That just does something. It makes it pliable. It makes it, it, makes it tilled up. It makes it fresh. It, and, and so when that seed comes from the word that comes out, it goes sinks way down deep. That's called good ground. Yeah. So set your mind on, on getting to the house of God and receiving from God. Set your heart there. Set your ears to hear. Amen? All right. For, 14. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. Her gain than fine gold. She is more precious, talking about wisdom, she is more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. See, the wisdom of God is going to do more for you than gold, silver, or fine jewels. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It will. It'll do so much more for you. Henry Ford, was he uh, asked this electrical genius by the name of Charlie Steinmetz to build generators for his factory. And so he built these generators, and uh, one day they all came to a halt. They all stopped. And all the repairmen around Henry Ford's uh, uh, warehouse were working on them. They couldn't find the problem, so finally he called Steinmetz and asked him to come out and look at the generators. And after a few hours and tinkering around on the machines, he finally threw the switch, and the generators all came to life. Ford got a bill from him a few days later for $10,000. And so he was upset. So he got in contact with Charlie Steinmetz, and he said, why in the world did this cost so much money? He said, well, 
$10 for tinkering around on the generators, $9,990 for knowing where to tinker. (laughs) Wisdom does so much more. Amen? Than what money can do, than what gold can do. The man, see, the truth is the man with the argument is always at the mercy of the man with the experience. Now, how many of you here know tonight that if you, if you had uh, silver and gold and fine jewels, that you could do something with that? Yeah. Hmm? You could. You could do something with that. People are doing some, uh, good things with, with those things. But see, here's but what's so spectacular about the wisdom of God, which I love. What is it that's so spectacular? Why? Why is it that wisdom is, is this way? Look at verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand... Look, riches and honor. The message says, with one hand she gives long life, and with the other she confers recognition. See, this is all said to us because this needs to be our heart attitude about the wisdom of God, that it's more important than fine gold, all the earthly resources can bring. Bless you. The wisdom of God is more profitable to me than what I can do with silver and gold. Because silver and gold will not add length of days to your life. How many of you know that there are rich people, they die early too? You know, some of them do. So you get wisdom, you get it all. Why don't you just say it with me tonight? You get wisdom, you get it all. That's right. You get wisdom, you get it all. You get long, long life and you get riches and honor. Wow. When I was in Bible school at Christ for the Nations, I, uh, Lived in the men's dorm there called, well, they call it the G now. I've talked to you about that. How one time it was Gordon Lindsay Tower, then GLT. Now it's just the G. And it's 10 stories, and it's got maybe, I don't know, 150-plus rooms, dorm, dorms there in that building. And there were keys made for each of those rooms for us to have, you know, uh, for our room. So there's, you know, 150 keys floating around campus for those rooms. Actually, more than that, because there are two, two to three guys in each room, so, you know, a lot of keys. But basically, 150 keys to open 150 doors. But then there was this lady named Chris, who was the manager of the place. She had the master key. And Miss Chris could walk into your room anytime, because her key opened every door in the building. The master key. Wisdom is the master key. Some people will never understand that. They're satisfied with just the little key they got to fit in the door that's their life, and this is where they're going. But wisdom is the master key that opens up many doors. Wisdom is the master key that will set you before opportunities that you didn't realize that you could have ever had. You never would have realized had it not been for wisdom imparted to you. Wisdom opens doors that you didn't even know were there. You know what the beauty about it is? God has that key, and he lends it to those who simply ask. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally, right? He gives it generously, and he doesn't rebuke you for it. Look over at Revelation chapter 3. That was James 1, 5 I was quoting, if any of you lacks wisdom. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things, says, He who is holy, he who is true, he who has the what? Key. Key of David. 
He who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. How many of you in here need a door open in your life right now? If you need that opportunity to go ahead and just open up for you, right? Anybody here looking for that opportunity? Hmm? Just, I want you to say this. He has set before me an open door, and no one can shut it. Ah. But look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. To me, this sums all this thought up right here. Paul's, Paul, our apostle, so beautifully says, but of him you are in Christ who became for us wisdom from God. See, the truth is, I said you get wisdom, you get everything. You get Jesus, you get everything. You get Jesus, you get wisdom, you get everything. Hallelujah. He's the source of it all. You get Jesus, you get, I mean, Paul also says it kind of like this in Romans 8, 32. He who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Amen. All right. Is this helping you? All right. Say this with me. I get Jesus. I get it all. So you don't have to look any further than him. You get to know him more. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You learn he's got the master key. Amen. Verse 17, her ways are ways of pleasantness. This is wisdom. This is beautiful. They're ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Notice that there's an action on our part, right? Find, take hold, get. Happy are or blessed are all who retain her. The Lord, by wisdom, listen to this, founded the earth. How did he do it? By wisdom, by understanding, he established the heavens. Verse 20, by his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. Uh, Psalm chapter 104, verse 24, in the message translation says, What a wildly wonderful world, God. You made it all with wisdom at your side, made earth overflow with your wonderful creations. Oh, isn't that beautiful? So what is he saying to us? He's saying, I built all of this. I made the heavens. I made the earth. I made the stars. I made the sun and the moon. I made the planets. I made the plants. I made the animals. I did all of this. So I give it to you. The same wisdom that I used in doing this, you have that same wisdom. Hallelujah. You have everything that I have. 21, my son, let them. Them what? Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Understanding is another word for insight. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. You have to be aggressive about wisdom. You have to be aggressive about it. Seek it. Keep it. Retain it. Get it. Find it. Hold it. So they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. You'll always know where you're going. You'll be sure-footed. <clears throat> when you lie down, 
Some of you need this scripture right here. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. This all happens when you have wisdom. Excuse me. I like the way the message reads on that. It says, no need to panic over alarms or surprises or predictions that doomsday is just around the corner. I was just talking to a coffee barista a couple of days ago, Heather and I, and a sweet lady who is a <clears throat> good Christian lady. She, she uh, said, hey, did you hear about, um, what do you think about all these birds falling out of the sky? What do you think about all these fish dying and stuff like that? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's terrible. She goes, I mean, thank you. She said, it's a sign of the times, the end times. I said, maybe, yeah, maybe so. She's like, did you hear about this planet that's going to crash into the earth? I'm like, she goes, you haven't heard about that? All these preachers are preaching about it. I'm like, I guess none of the preachers I know are talking about it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, it's called like nebula or something. I don't know what she was saying. You know, I'm like, how many sci-fi movies have you been watching lately? And she said, it's supposed to destroy half the earth. And, and I'm like, preachers are preaching about this? You mean they just quit reading the Bible? And just start preaching rumors? <laughs> well, that's not going to happen here. That's just not going to happen here. We're going to preach the Bible. That's right. let, let the people say what they're going to say. And uh, I just thought, I just told her, I said, well, you know what? I ain't worried about it. I know whose side I'm on. I know who's on my side. Planet hits planet Earth. I'm going to be with Jesus. Praise God. I mean, that's only better. Come on, planet. (laughs) It's funny how people get worked up over things, you know. See, wisdom just keeps you from freaking out about stuff like that. Wisdom is found in this word. Look at verse 26. For the Lord will be your confidence. Yeah, there it is. The Lord will be your confidence. See, if you're wise, you know, you know who your strength comes from. You know who's with you. You know that God is a very present help in time of need. You've already grabbed hold of the promise that God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You already grabbed a hold of the word that said, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You've already grabbed a hold of the word that said, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. You've already grabbed a hold of the scripture that said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Huh? You already resolved in your heart with God, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. God, the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your pow- the power of your hand to do so. Now, notice what he says here. He says, don't withhold good to do s- for somebody when it's in your power to do so. He didn't say go cosign for your, your, your dumb uncle who can't keep a job and ruin your credit too. That's not what it said. Hmm? I don't get too quiet on me. I've, I've co-signed and regretted it. I'm just telling you, I've been down that road. It's not wise. Amen. 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 Okay. 
I said, when it's in your power to help them, do it. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck with the bill. And if you've got it there, give it to them. But if you don't have it, it says when it is in the power of your hand to do so. All right. So if you can help someone, do it. Now, I'm saying that because we're going to see other verses that tell you don't give to fools. Okay. All right. We're going to... (laughs) I feel like that one went over like a Led Zeppelin. All right. Verse 28, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I'll give it to you when you have it with you. All right, be ready to give. That's what it's saying. Be ready to give. Be looking for the moment. Be waiting for the opportunity. And if you've got a, a, a way to help someone right then, do it right then. Don't say, well, you know, let me think about it, come back tomorrow. If you've got it, give it to them. Amen. Amen. God's going to watch over you. He who lends to the poor or gives to the poor lends to the Lord, Right? When you have it, okay, do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Hmm. And you thought that neighbor was there to buffet you like the devil. (laughs) Do not, or you thought it was the devil. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Hmm. Do you know that you are a light in your neighborhood? And you might be more of a light than you really know. Than you really know. They see your car leaving on Sunday morning to go to church. They see you coming back home. They see you leaving on Wednesday night to go to church. People aren't stupid. They see you dressed up going to church. You know, whatever. They see your life. Hmm? Verse 30, do not strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. I wonder if he done you harm if you can do that. I won't go that. <laughs> do not strive with a man without a cause. Hmm. Message says, don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder always spoiling for a fight. Man, you know what? I want to stop right there for just a moment. Don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder always spoiling. If, if husbands and wives could just get this right here, marriage counseling at One Cause Church would be cut in half. I'm happy to counsel, I am. But I, I'd rather you just read the word and grow up. You know what I mean? Amen. There would just, it would just really help. If it's you and your spouse or you or your spouse, Quit walking around the house with a chip on your shoulder, always looking for a fight. And you know what words, you know, you know what button to push. Uh, you know how to get it started. You do. So stop doing it. Amen. A little later on in the message, it says, don't be like those who shoulder their way through life. Why be a bully? Amen. All right. Are you Okay. Let's go to verse 31. Do not envy the, the oppressor and choose none of his ways, for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. That is, his intimate way is with the upright. God doesn't keep secrets from his children. Did you know that? There's only one secret that he's keeping from us, and he's also keeping the same secret from Jesus, and that's when he's going to return, when he decides that it's all over. Jesus said the Father only has that in his power. I don't even know that. Whatever secrets he keeps from Jesus, he keeps from you. 
Wow. See, God wants you to know what's going on. All right, a couple more minutes. I want you to turn to Genesis, and, and we'll, we'll see proof of this. I'm about to let you out of here, but you've got to see this. Can you hold on a few more minutes? Genesis 18, and verse 16. It says, Then the men, arose, <clears throat> the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? I think it's a rhetorical question. 18, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I know him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. See, in, verse, in chapter 17, God made covenant with Abraham. He said, I'll make my covenant between me and you. This is how the covenant's going to work. I'm the one that's making this happen between me and you. And from this day forward, everything that God was set to do, he had to tell Abraham. He was going to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, what was that really to Abraham? Except Abraham had a nephew there. Right? So God's about to go and he says, I got to tell Abraham. He's my covenant partner. I can't keep this from him. Hmm? See, Psalm 33, 11 says, the plans of the Lord stand forever. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. That is to all the generations that are righteous. See, God's plans for this generation, he's revealing to you. He's revealing to the church today. You're at the right place at the right time because God's got secrets to reveal to you for the earth. Amen. Things the devil don't know, things the world, things the world don't know. Amen. You are really blessed to be in on the secret things with God. Hallelujah. I mean, it's, well, the reason it's important to know that, I mean, remember what Jesus, he really summed it up like this. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? It's not going to be any different when you get to heaven and see him and go, oh, he's so different. No. <laughs> Jesus, is, Jesus is just like him. Because he said, I don't do anything outside of my, my Father's authority. Whatever he says, say, that's what I say. Whatever he says, do, that's what I do. Right? And that's why it baffles my mind when preachers stand up and say, we don't understand the ways of the Lord, so mysterious and infinitely incomprehensible. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Who can know it? I want to go, pick me. I know. I know the will of God. I've read the Bible. I know the will of God. I know Jesus. I know the will of God. Hallelujah. And it's good. I mean, I don't know how many times, I, I mean, funerals I've been to when I worked at a funeral home years ago, how many preachers are standing up there day after day, hour after hour? Oh, they get up there. I'm like, you're supposed to bring the answers. You're not the one that's supposed to be questioning what's going on here, doofus. You're supposed, you're supposed to be the one bringing comfort and peace. Amen. Verse 33, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. Ooh. That's not good. But he blesses the home of the just. And I'm looking at a room full of just people. If you're saved, yeah. Verse 34, surely he scorns the scornful, which all that means is you'll reap what you sow, but gives grace to the humble. Remember we talked about humility Sunday? What's humility? What Jesus replaced the word humility with? Faith. Faith. 
He gives grace to the faith-filled people. Amen. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. I'm going to end with what the message says on that. Wise living gets rewarded with honor. Stupid living gets the booby prize. <laughs> All right, let's stand together tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope that you can, you've got some things here that you can put right into your life and go from here and be blessed and strengthened and encouraged. Amen. I mean, if you're awake, I think you did. Um, now, I want to take this time to remind you that, uh, ladies, remember uh, the upcoming Trendsetters rally on the 25th, right here at One Cause. And also, Celebrate Recovery meets every Monday night at 6.30. Wasn't that a great testimony Sunday with Jeff and Joyce? That was so, so good. Awesome. And also... Um, I think at the end of the month, our children's church is doing a chili and pie contest, and you can sign up for that in the foyer. Are you doing that too? Are you, are you in that? Really? What are you cooking? Chili. I'm not cooking anything. I don't want to kill people. I let my wife do all that. <laughs> I let her do all the killing. Yeah. That didn't come out right. Glad she's not in here. How many, how many of you tried Pastor John's chili? <laughs> I don't know how many. There, might, there weren't that, that many survivors, though. And then uh, what else? That's it. Remember to pick up your kids. If you have kids, anybody have kids here? Go get them. All right? Don't make the nursery worker and the children's pastor babysit. All right? Go get them. Amen. I love you guys very much. Father, I thank you for this time together. Well, Lord, we thank you for your great grace upon us. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you offer so freely, so liberally. We thank you, Lord, that Christ has become wisdom to us. We thank you for the person of the Lord Jesus, that truly with him we get it all. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that your blessing is upon your people, and now they're going out just like they have been blessed coming in. I thank you, Lord, that your word works mightily in your people, God. I thank you, Father God, that where they go, they are blessed, and whatever they touch prospers. They are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. First, not last. Victors, no longer victims. I thank you now, God, that you cause the mountains and the hills to break forth with singing and the trees of the field to clap their hands as we go forth with joy in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.